Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. First question, I always think, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. What is it about you? You were playing, and instead of going to the beach for two weeks in the summer, like all your teammates, you were going off to Afghanistan. Attempting or, a remarkable you know. feat uh, this year. They're planning to row across the Atlantic. It's 5,000 kilometres. It's New York to Galway. It's unsupported. I'm Damien Brown. This is Deep Roots. And once again, I'm asking you to join me on my next adventure. Day 69, ended up with 33.3 nautical miles yesterday, so um, happy out with that, the boat, the weather and the conditions overnight were um, literally ideal, I think, and uh, the boat blew maybe seven or eight miles. Um... I ended up crashing hard, uh, despite my um, will and intentions to to get back up and do a night session. Um, I I woke um, with the light still on, fully clothed, at around half eleven. What time did I get in again? Probably half eight, I think, after a bit of a fight in the last um, the last session against the winds, you know. Because when it's dark, uh, you can't see what's coming at you. I've probably mentioned this a few times. So, yeah, you have to be so um, attentive and receptive and nearly working two steps ahead to keep the boat in line with the wind when it's um, kind of above 20 knots when it's going at a really good pace for you like in the right direction um, and the, the second you aren't the, the wind can just catch that big bulbous cabin um, the stern cabin where you sleep 
catch one side of it that's kind of become too much shown you know too open to it and then just push you um down um sideways on beam on to the waves and then you got to do the whole process of trying to bring the boat back round again um and the heavier the wind is the harder that is and you need some serious um coordination and upper body strength to do that um so when it's dark uh, and there's no moonlight you can't you, you can't make those readings as quickly because you don't have all that information you know from through your vision uh and it's a little bit more disorientating as well like so you think you're keeping the boat straight and you're like you're literally paying attention to where is the wind hitting my face here um but you can be just pushed down so quickly and it kind of it totally take you by surprise you're like fuck how did i end up down here so um i fought tooth and nail i don't know how many times to get the boat back um in line with the wind last night and just to get that final bit of mileage um and i got there in the end it took uh, considerably longer than i thought because of those issues um, but i did um genuinely like have intentions to come back out again and i was like but you know what now go in and take an hour and a half and totally relax and decontract and uh, uh and then come back out instead of like normally i'd be kind of rushing back out to get as much of it done as possible but i was like if it's running really well during the night um well then you know just go with it during the night and make the most of it because it'll be enough days in the next week or two where it won't be running well you know so you'll have plenty of time to sleep then so i did but uh i just fucking bombed out like and i woke up around half 11 i was like oh time to go out again and <laughs> I did actually come pretty close to going out. I went for a piss and I was like, right, uh, trying to read the situation. I don't think much had changed in terms of the conditions from where I left it. So it would have been, in terms of uh, uh, during the day, you know, you, you couldn't have really got, well, recently anyway we haven't had much better conditions than that but at night it is uh it's a bit much um, because you use so much energy kind of just getting back into position uh in line with the wind and then you mightn't be there very long and you got to go through the whole process again so it's hard to know like which is better to kind of get your sleep and let the wind blow uh the boat which it was doing very well or uh go out and get a bit of more uh more mileage through your your manpower um but like not get sleep obviously um and uh i decided on the easy option <laughs> let the boat let the boat blow I get up early and uh, and crack on. Uh, so I actually did a bit of work then. I just writing some writing stuff. Um, and I eventually kind of turned off the light around half two, I think. And then I was back up for half four. And um, 
it was getting bright and uh, I was looking at the speedometer and the GPS and the speedometer on it inside and I was like, oh. And then I looked outside and I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, yes, I've been waiting for this day where there's like a continuation from yesterday and uh, in, in one way even better conditions. And it was a bit unexpected because the forecast said different. It said uh, westerlies 14 to 17 knots, but these were southwesterlies and it was bombing. It must have been 22 or 3 knots. Um, so I couldn't wait to really get out and get stuck in. And, you know, I've said before a few times on this uh, podcast that, like, those first few strokes tell the story and, and they told the story. I saw a 3 knot. I was like, yes, okay time to make some hay here uh and put the head down and uh had a um yeah had a great run at it first time since Gulfstream that it's been running at three knots um while rowing obviously so that meant that i got um six miles in two hours and I just continued on. I got nine miles in three hours and ended up... No, I got actually I got 9.6 miles in three hours. Uh, so what a, what a start to the morning session. Unbelievable. Like, so I was happy out with that. Um, plan was take a quick break. I was starving at that point. Have a... Uh, have some cereal uh, and a shake and then uh, crack on again but I've been um, something that's been kind of itching at me for a couple of weeks is the fact that I really haven't recorded much action stuff for the documentary and I don't know um, if Tomic the director wants much action stuff he didn't say it um he said he just kind of wanted a piece to camera every day, like a minute or two, about how we're feeling. But I just thought it'd be cool to get today's conditions on camera. So um, before I started back into a proper serious rowing session, um, I tried to get two different camera angles with the GoPro and the, the kind of four, that big long four meter uh, telescopic arm thing that they gave me. Uh, so that took a little bit. Um, and in the middle of that, or no, at the very end of that, now you have to remember at all this stage, we're still in these big conditions, you know, between 20 and 25 knots. Um, and it had come to the point where I saw some waves that were, you know, uh, risky, to say the least, you know, in terms of what they were doing. So I um, I put on my harness and I uh, was clipped in. And in the middle of all that then, or sorry, again, at the end of all that, uh, I just stored the camera. Uh, I don't know if I got much, but I tried at least. I'll have a look later on tonight. Um, but I just stored the camera and the, the arm and I looked up and this wave was just breaking. So anytime again you've stopped rowing your beam on, so you're side on to the wave. So 
this wave was breaking hard and split second reaction was to throw myself at it so to use any sort of energy i could create and obviously my mass um to counteract its energy and that might save us going over like maybe maybe not right so that's what i did i just kind of flung myself at the jack stay line and the the spare oar and then the working oar on the right hand side and uh, we got hit hard by uh, the water flung me off my seat clear and um, filled the deck with water but didn't capsize us so um it was pretty close happy oh so that was kind of that was good <laughs> i'm happy anytime we don't capsize is great about five minutes later um what what i had what had i been doing I think just finishing up and getting ready to row, I'd put my feet into the stirrups, I'd put on the gloves, I was about to grab, I think, my right-hand door, and I looked up, and this fucking huge wave towering over us, I was like, fuck, we're gone here. It kind of, kind of died, it wasn't as, um, it didn't continue to break it kind of the arse fell out of it a bit but still it hit us hard and um it capsized us uh but not a full 360 capsize just a a 180 into the water so it's my first ever capsize where i was actually in the rowing position so i kind of we went over um and I just remember thinking, and I, this always surprises me that I, I can be so clear of thought when we're during a capsize, but I just remember thinking, stay calm, and being calm, you know, because um, I'm pinned in here, really, I have uh, two feet in the stirrups, but also I'm, I have my um, harness on, so, um, and then as I'm like, I've registered right, and I am calm, I start to think of the threats. I'm like, okay, oars, seat, seat, seat. I had um, de-lanyarded the seat by mistake uh, a couple of days ago and I hadn't actually tied it back up. Um, so what we do is we kind of went in 180 degrees and it popped back up the same way. Uh, and as the kind of boat was returning up I kind of nearly crawled out of the water myself like nearly like to get to see what had happened with the oars because remember I've only got three oars um, and I've lost two of them in capsizes and another one broke in the exact same kind of thing just going through when a huge wave hit the side of the boat so I'm like fuck so I come up and the all the oars are still there the two that are in the gates are flapping around and um the other one that is pinned on the side um is intact gray and then i'm like seat 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 and i feel underneath me and i'm like okay that's so the hard the hard copy of the seat is there like the the thing that runs in the rails so that's 
that's the main piece I do not have a replacement for that if I lose that it's game over it's SOS as far as I know I don't I don't see any other option here uh, so that's there <sighs> yes uh, and I look around to see what I've lost um, and I've lost my um, I want to call it a perch it's kind of the the thing I put on top of the hard seat that kind of raises me up into a, a stronger what I feel rowing position so that's gone so that's a, that's of everything that's a big blow I see that floating off alongside about three water bottles um, a nut butter pot my rubbish bag and then the, the seat topper which is kind of like a foam padding thing um, and I lost the second one of those on the last hit this, like only only a few minutes earlier I just got went and got I had two of them so I was like oh, this one's lasted me whatever 69 days this, this second one will finish off this program and then I'm like looking at the two things floating away literally five minutes later I was uh, yeah so um so do, the what I call the kind of perch, which was a, a, a yoga mat or many yoga mats um, glued on top of each other, courtesy of my old flower, Derek Boyd, when he came down to New York to see us off. He, we got him on board for a little bit of work and no better man uh, so he put that together and it was working great so it was like I don't know he must have had 9 or 10 layers glued one on top of the other um, and cut into the shape of the seat so that that's kind of the, the main thing um, that uh, that went that is kind of needed now thankfully I did bring I did throw in the kind of rest of the that yoga mat um, that uh, we bought in New York so I might be able to cut I'd say maybe four or five new layers and then put them on top of the hard seat and then what I did in the meantime is I went into the uh, aft cabin and found one of the double seats so when me and Gussie row together and they have a padding already kind of inbuilt or screwed into them at least so I unscrewed that and I've been using that since we capsized which was about three hours ago uh, and we got six miles um, on our next shift after that but uh, that is okay um, but I'd say that on top of some of the yoga mat layers will work well so it should be okay so it looks like the the capsize hasn't done too much um or hasn't taken too much from the expedition you just you just never know what these fucking things like you have to be so vigilant and careful and there's a couple of things on deck that really should have been tied down and there's a couple of things that thank fuck they were tied down because of two other water bottles basically i had five 1.5 liter water bottles on deck lost three of them but two of them two of them were in the stirrups for the second rowing positions 
uh, and tight in there so they stayed on board so i've still got them still able to make water in there uh, thank fuck i threw um, my long handle spoon into one of the lockers this morning uh, because i think that's my last one and that would have gone and i don't know how i would eat my food um yeah thank god i brought that extra matting that should be should be able to do something around that um but yeah it just goes to show that you really need to be thinking at all times like i did there was a few moments where i saw waves that were big enough and ferocious enough to capsize if you were in the wrong place on them i did, did think you know I, I need to be very careful here but i never really gave it apart from putting on my harness and, and making sure i was clipped in i never really like looked around the deck and thought this is a real threat here uh, and you need to everything that's uh, vulnerable needs to be put away or needs to be tied down uh, it just shows you that you just never know on a day like that um you just it's just just luck like i was in just in the wrong place at the wrong time when that wave was breaking uh so capsize number six in my ocean rowing life um fourth on this expedition and first ever in a in the rowing position um but i am loving these conditions today so I think I think we're still must be getting the tail of that storm or whatever. Now it's it's just starting to calm and slow, but since uh, it's about about two or three o'clock in the afternoon now, since I get up around five, we've we've done twenty miles. So I'm hoping that we can push on. Uh, this afternoon, get another bunch of miles and and uh, and get a good day like in the. I'd love to get into the 40s. I need to, because the forecast isn't great for the next few days, you know, so I'm going to have poor mileage. Um, and uh, the last three days, it just seems to that I do nothing but roll. Like, there's gone are the days where uh, I used to take oh, an hour and 15, another hour and 15, then like two hours. And, geez, 67, I do, all I did was roll. Yesterday, I did hell of a lot of rowing and today uh this is my you know first break in the cabin um, and uh which in itself was actually a fucking mess like there was water everywhere uh fucking this phone was like basically lying in a half a puddle of water my other phone was soaked the began was half in the water um so this all had to be tidied up still needs a bit of work as well uh like kind of last minute tidying up but i'm delighted to be able to come in here uh and uh get some way comfortable thankfully the back of the cabin had no where the two sleeping bags are had no um was untouched by water and uh, I was able to get the rest of it out with a couple of towels and, and a sponge um, and I had to employ my last dry towel which was I was kind of keeping for 
either tomorrow or two or three days time just to give me that kind of enough time with a dry towel to get back to Galway so I'm going to just have to be very careful in how I manage this one and try and keep it somewhere dry because the, the psychological aspect of knowing that you know you can get something dry if you need it is huge compared to just fucking wishing you had a an inch square piece of material that was dry that you could like use to drive in your fingers to open a phone or whatever but uh i'm lying on that bit of towel now and uh it's nice but uh yeah just be careful with it so that's uh 69 so far mental <laughs> big day big big day a lot of mileage a huge amount of mileage in a uh, short time so that's only five and a half hours we did I think total 21 miles 20 20 miles sorry uh one near capsize one 180 capsize um big waves lots of squalls and hopefully I have a little bit of footage of it as well to to show all right um we'll keep plowing on for the day in my chat in a bit cheers half 12 in the morning officially I suppose it's day 70 but uh, I'm just finishing up my uh, day 69 work for some reason it took me uh, until now to get my 11 hours done I feel like I lost somebody plucked 3 hours out of the day and took them away I don't know why it's taken me to this time, but it has. And I thought I was in like good shape earlier in the day. I think when I got off quarter to two, I had like 20 miles road. I was thinking, geez, you're flying it today. Uh, I suppose maybe it was the capsize after that and the cleanup, which is still ongoing. I'm fucking in the cabin here. And I'm like, how is that fucking wet? And it, everything is fucking wet. I'm tra- handling my phones with absolute care because both of them are just covered in uh, in moisture. The began as well, uh, and they're not charging either. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah. Also thought maybe that um, I went over another time zone today, perhaps. I mean, I am getting close to closer to Ireland. I'm now about six hundred and twenty nautical miles, I think. So the good news is, after a hell of a hectic day, um, I rode. Up until now, the boat has covered 35.5 nautical miles. And uh, hopefully 
get four or five hours sleep. I might blow four or five miles to the northeast or the north. Ideally the northeast, that would be amazing. And uh, we might actually have a 40 mile day. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, I've worked hard over the last uh, three days. Like the conditions are, I mean, for moving a boat forward, the conditions are good. I think that's about all they're good for. They're a bit uh, um, crazy otherwise, but uh, I've covered hundred and six nautical miles until this point so hopefully we can get a few more tonight and uh, you know that last three days kind of pulls me back into things now I know the forecast that's coming for the next two or three days is pretty average but uh, just getting back into those 30s so important Fuck, if I could get a run in Ireland, you know, or a run even of 10 days of just decent weather, good weather, I could uh, really get close, I think. I suppose my big fear is just it been, you know, that day, nearly this day last week, I think, where I had five miles road to Ireland and 25 closer to Ireland to Garth to Galway, sorry. Uh, my fear is like a few of those in a row. I think it would be incredibly demoralizing. Um, yeah, but maybe we could. Maybe we could. Um, my trail of thought yep it's gone so that was day 69 67, 68, 69 uh, in terms of mileage great hope we can get a, a few more like that although they were Times exhilarating and nerve-wracking. Uh, had a capsize today. They got me to Ireland. Or sorry, well at least closer to Goa. So uh, I can't complain. And uh, yesterday morning they pulled me out of a quagmire. Mentally, so all good. And uh, last day of... Week 10 tomorrow. So I hope you'll tune in. Um, and get the final score. On uh, the amount of mileage for today. What's left. What's left to the bonfires of Aaron. I saw somebody wrote that on. Uh, Facebook or Instagram. And I thought oh, that's a lovely thing. Oh, I heard. So when I was coaching Goegians under 18s. A couple of seasons ago, we had a guy, believe it or not, who used to um, come in training twice a week from the Iron Islands, Kiron of Florida. 
and um, we train on a, I can't remember, Wednesday, Friday, and he used to make that trek, right, so fly to Rosseville and then get the bus in, or uh, ferry to Rosseville and then get the bus in, so so the commitment was just absolutely extraordinary, but um, uh, his, his mother has made contact with Magdara Hosty to say that uh, the bonfires of Aaron will be burning when I am in the throes, in the rows of getting past to the three islands. So that's, I thought that was, firstly, I thought it was a really cool expression and now that it's actually happening, uh, or well, I'm led to believe it's happening. I'm like that's that's seriously cool. Kind of get the imagery of um, Lord of the Rings, where they light the the pyres on top of the mountain top all the way to the, I think it's Gondor. Um, anyway, so onwards to the bonfires of the Iron Islands. Cheers, guys. Keep striving. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.